tips or advice I would give is, is number one, don't lose hope. Continue to battle, continue to fight, continue to take the steps to get to where you wanna go. You're listening to the Mental Health Download from the nonprofit Mental Health Association Oklahoma. I'm Matt Gleason. On today's episode, we're spotlighting 12 and 12 Inc., which is the largest comprehensive community addiction recovery center in the state. And we're spotlighting its amazing 12 and 12 day, which happens each year on December 12th. And you can get all the details at 12and12.org. Our guests in the first part of the show include Trisha Mason, who serves as the chief operating officer of 12 and 12 and has long been a huge supporter of Mental Health Association Oklahoma, particularly our support groups. Trisha is joined by Jen Kirkhoff. She's an amazing 12 and 12 volunteer who actually created 12 and 12 Day. In the second part of the show, Jen will join me as we both talk with two of the faces of 12 and 12 Day, Teresa Knox and Dustin Bailey. Okay, let's get the conversation started. The mental health download starts now. All right. Well, to get things started, I just want to welcome Trisha Mason to the Mental Health Download. Welcome. Thanks, Matt. I'm happy to be back again this year. And I want to start with saying that 12 and 12 Day is the brainchild of Jen. And it's a it's a wonderful opportunity to share with the community what 12 and 12 does and increase awareness about addiction. Addiction uh, doesn't sleep, doesn't rest, and holidays are always difficult. And then you throw in a worldwide pandemic and it's even worse. So Jen is a wonderful, she's been a volunteer at 12 and 12 for several years. She recently came on our board. So I'm gonna let her introduce herself and then talk more about where this idea came from and what her, what her vision is for this to become. As everyone mentioned, my name is Jen Kirkhoff, and um, I've been a volunteer at 12 and 12 for three years, and I am a new recent board member and how I kind of got started for me. It'll be 10 years ago this year. My dad passed away on the day he was supposed to check into 12 and 12, and he suffered with an opioid addiction. And it took me a while, but three years ago, I called 12 and 12 and said, hey, I'd like to volunteer. And they were like, we don't have a volunteer program. I was like, that's okay. I'll help you get one started. And so I kind of haven't left since, but my big thing with 12 and 12 is uh, why it's so important to me is that they do not turn anyone away for financial reasons if they are willing and wanting to seek help for the disease of addiction. And I think that's something that any of us that have had loved ones with addiction, the financial side eventually often runs out. And so for me, I also, as a new board member, discovered there's a lot of people who aren't familiar with 12 and 12. And I take that as an opportunity. That's not a bad thing. Most people only know about it, A, if they have a loved one that went there or they went there themselves or B, if they're involved in the philanthropic community or, and are one of the community partners, such as the Mental Health Association that partners with 12 and 12. And I was telling my friends with Dan Billingsley and there's not an individual in the world who can say they don't know someone who has addiction or has been impacted by it. And so it's something that I still think is uncomfortable for people to talk about. You know, if I always say, if you, if you told me that I have cancer, I would send you a casserole and I would start a meal train or something. But when you say, Oh, someone is in rehab because they have an addiction, people are like, Oh, and they kind of go away. 
Can you tell us more about your father and what uh, sure. what he was like as a human being? A hundred percent. My dad honestly was my best friend. I grew up in a house where there was no drinking or alcohol, not for religious or political reasons. My dad was just naturally very jolly. He was also a big guy. So like if he drank a pina colada, he loved sugar. It was really because he liked the whole experience. My dad was someone who I would wake up in the morning and there would be people at our house doing stuff because he always wanted to give back. So if someone had lost their job, he would be like, do you want to come wash our car? He worked so hard and had the biggest heart and would be going to bed, always counseling someone from some degree. I felt like I was the poster child of someone in the early 2000s with the opioid addiction where I would have never thought that I would lose my dad to this. My parents were also very young when they had me. So I always thought, oh my gosh, I get to have the young grandparents and they're going to be around and get to do everything. And long story short, my dad had a health problem, which is often what leads to addiction. Not always, obviously, but it was in my case. And so he had stomach issues and he was losing the lining of his stomach and he got prescribed opioids and instantly changed his life. And I remember thinking like, is this real? And how can you get them back? And so, like you said, it's the person and it happens to everyone. And it often happens to those people who have the biggest hearts. And it was just uh, something that you can't describe. It's almost like a different life, but I am grateful like for all the memories. And that's why I always do this in his honor, because I still miss him every day and cannot believe he's gone. But I know that um, there's so much more that's been learned about treating the disease of addiction. And I always am hopeful and admire all those going in recovery now. Yeah. And what was his name? His name was Terry Clark. His initials were kind of cool. It was TLC. So I always thought that was so neat. <laughs> Trish, kind of explain to people what, what would that be like for anybody that's, that's entering into, into 12 and 12 services? Well, the first step is to call our main number, 918-664-4224, and speak with an admissions clerk, and they'll go through uh, a series of questions to make sure that, that they're, what the financial resources are, and if there aren't, how can we use our partnership with Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services to fund that, also to make sure that the person is appropriate for, for services. In the case of someone with an opioid use disorder, probably we would admit them to detox and they might be placed on medication-assisted treatment with something like Suboxone. And I, don't, I can't tell you exactly how long Suboxone's been around, but I suspect that 20 years ago, it wasn't, as, mm -hmm. it wasn't as prolific as it is now. And if my memory serves me correctly, it wasn't even being used to treat opiate use disorder. And that has given treatment a huge win. Opiates are one of the most difficult things to detox from. You're not going to die from it like you can alcohol withdrawal, but opiate people who abuse opiates, it's so miserable that they just can't get through the pain. And then if you throw in people who have a physical condition with pain, then not only are they dealing with the symptoms of withdrawal from the opiates, then they're dealing with the pain. So they would start probably in our detox program, start medication assisted treatment, and then continue that throughout their residential stay, which is typically detoxes five to seven days. And then we would transition them hopefully into a residential bed where they would stay for another 25 to 30 days, depending on other issues going on. There's a lot of, it's a very busy day. There's all kinds of therapy groups, rehab groups, education groups. With, with COVID, we've not been able to bring visitors in, but we try to do virtual visits on Sunday. 
case managers help people. A lot of times, by the time a, a client comes to us, they, they may be homeless, they may not have a job anymore, their finances are difficult, they may have burned a lot of their bridges with their support system. So we have case management to help find places to live and how are they gonna get their next meal? For women with children, we work with other community organizations to reunite them with their kids. We also have a program that helps people who haven't had a job in a while. How do you, how do you find a job? And we have some great community partners who will hire our clients who live in our transitional living. And a lot of the businesses near 12 and 12, we're at 6333 East Skelly Drive. A lot of the businesses around there, especially restaurants, will hire some of our transitional living clients. And it gives them a way to start saving money and a way to build their own confidence again, but a way to build a resume. So Jen, let's talk about some, especially on 12 and 12 day. And I got to experience it last year. It was phenomenal. You all do such a wonderful job of, of telling your story and sharing that human, putting a face to the issue. You know, over the years of 12 and 12 day, what have been some of those stories that have stayed with you, those success stories? You know, it, always grateful for the alumni of 12 and 12 that are willing to share their story. And because again, I always say like, I'm a very open book, but I very much respect there's a lot of awesome success stories and individuals that don't want to go public. And I some of the alumni members, a lot of them have been veterans. I feel like I'm the ones that I've personally gotten to meet who have started their own businesses and, and gone back to school and been reunited with their um, children. Another one that comes to mind is one of the 12 faces this year. And she's very open about it. Her name is Sarah Christians and she's been in recovery for four years. And she, because of this volunteer group and because of 12 and 12 day wanted to be more public that she's in recovery. Um, she has young kids. She's a mom and she always feels kind of like there's that social issue or just not uncomfortable uncomfort to be like, no, I don't really want to go to happy hour with all the moms or oh, I don't want to do this, but being proud and she's proud. And so last year she came to me and was like, I'd love to be one of the faces next year to really go that next public level. It also has been awesome because of 12 and 12 days to learn of all the agency partners. I mean, from you guys, all the different people at the United Way. I mean, Trisha knows a lot more of the, the public sector, but I mean, every time I meet someone like, oh, I help with this part of it, or oh, I help with the outreach. Oh, I help with the sobering center. And that's the interesting thing about then once you find out about 12 and 12, there's so many different um, parts to it. But the whole mission is obviously to get people into recovery and to maintain it. And they have so many awesome resources from it. And that's always been impactful to me is just how it's, it's such a, a tribe and a unit that helps that all happen. Jen, if you can walk us through how people can learn about all the activities going on on 12 and 12 day and how they can get involved. Awesome. Well, as we've all mentioned, this is the year of COVID. So we have offered all the options virtually or a few that are in person. So the biggest thing is, is that I think is easy is that all of us have 12 items that we could donate. Either we take gently used items at 12 and 12, but we also take new items as well. So there are drop-off locations around the city. If you live in Tulsa, Kittle Sticks, you can do it outside 12 and 12, uh, Lux Furniture. There's just a lot of partners. So we have everything listed on the 12 and 12 um, Facebook page. We have an event and then it's also on the website as well. Another way to get involved, you could donate $12. So, you know, you can do that on our website. You can send something in or donate $12 a month. I mean, this year, all the funds for 12 and 12 day are going to go to the clients. So it is going to be towards client services, which is something, again, during a pandemic and things, we, we know that there needs to be more creative ways and there's, there's always resources to go their way. And as Trisha mentioned is 
not always, but often uh, the clients and individuals that we want to help come in with maybe just the clothes on their back or and items in a little bag. And we want to make sure that they are treated with respect and have all of these items. And we put on their you know, games, puzzles, books. I mean, they're, we want to provide them other ways of entertainment, especially during COVID they are in there. But I think the biggest thing is for 12 and 12 days. Also, if you don't feel comfortable, have the means to donate financially for an item. Could you talk about addiction? Could you like our us on Facebook? Could you follow our journey and just learn a little bit more about it? Because just the stigma of of addiction is something that is another big part of 12 and 12 day. And I think that we just want to make sure that people feel more comfortable and are not ashamed to talk about it, or if they're going through it, know that we are supporting them and championing their families. I remember when my dad was going through it, people like acted like if they talked to me sometimes that then they would like become an addict. It was very weird and almost embarrassing. And I meet a lot of families that felt that same way. But again, I'm very grateful because I did have a community around me that helped support me. And that's why I want to give back on 12 and 12 day. All right. Now we're going to transition into the second part of our show where Jen will join me as we talk with two of the faces of 12 and 12. Teresa Knox and Dustin Bailey. And to get things started, I'm going to ask Teresa and Dustin to both introduce themselves to you. Teresa, you go first. Again, my name is Teresa Knox. I was born in Tulsa, Oklahoma on the West Side and come from a large family, eight of us. And I've been, I'm not an addict and I never have been. However, 100% of my siblings uh, were except for one that has cerebral palsy. But addiction has impacted my family so greatly. So my dad was an alcoholic and unfortunately I've lost four siblings and one has served 14 years in the Oklahoma prison system for methamphetamine. He's out. Unfortunately, he's using again. And so it not only affected my immediate family, but it's also affected their children. I've lost a nephew. He uh, was killed uh, when he was 21. And that's my uh, sister's son. And he was stealing chemicals to manufacture methamphetamine and a reserve officer shot him. And so again, it just, it's just so viral what it, what it does to families. And so I was able to get out of that situation. I graduated from high school. School. I became a dental assistant and later started a dental assisting school. And I tell people that getting an education, a skilled trade really saved my life because as a teenager, I was going in the same direction as my siblings. And when you grow up a poor family in Oklahoma, uh, we talked about this earlier. It really is about uh, drugs. It's about sex and it's about music. We didn't always have a television. And I say dental assisting saved my life when I became one, but also music did. And so I'm very passionate about music and in, in how it can have a role in uh, getting out of situations. So I love 12 and 12. I started a drug testing lab many years ago. That's where I was first introduced to 12 and 12. I did their drug testing for them. And I've just admired the work that they do. I love the mission. And it gives not only families uh, that have been impacted by addiction, but the addicts that even if they're not ready to take that step, just knowing that there's a place that they can get help. And so I think it's so important that we continue putting out the message of 12 and 12, that we are a resource uh, for this community and we are a source of hope for families and the addicts. 
My name is, is Dustin Bailey. I'm an operations specialist at 12 and 12. More importantly, though, I'm also a former client of 12 and 12. I've been in recovery for four years, uh, a little over four years. And, you know, 12 and 12 saved my life. I spent a decade in, in active addiction, which coincidentally started uh, really with the opioid epidemic. I started using in, in 2005 from a dentist prescription. And that really kind of spiraled into full-fledged active addiction. When you, when you think of, of the word addiction, that's really where it went and, and went pretty quickly. In 2013, I went to treatment for the first time and, and made my way to Tulsa. And that first episode in treatment was, was effective enough to, to kind of give me some hope that recovery is possible. And, and I relapsed. I did some things that, that the addicts do early in recovery and, and, and I relapsed. And, but luckily and fortunately, I was in Tulsa and I knew of 12 and 12. In fact, back in, in active addiction, I can remember calling 12 and 12, trying to, to get a bed or, or getting information. And, and it's kind of one of those things that I look back on and and am really fortunate that I was I was aware of 12 and 12 in Tulsa. And in 2015, I, I went to 12 and 12 for the first time. And over the course of that year, I was in and out of 12 and 12 eight times. So four detoxes, three treatments, a stand in transitional living. And a lot of people hear that and I think their first thought, well, you failed. Uh, you failed. And, and I, I tend to look at it differently. I feel like in that year, I was really fighting for my life. It was uh, a really a, a moment uh, in time for me. And, and fortunately, in July of 2016, I found desperate and, and broken and, and just out of jail. And, and luckily, in the number of times I was at 12 and 12, I was able to form relationships with people. And those relationships really came in handy because I was able to get a bed in detox and, and went through treatment. And because of that, I have just over four years clean today. So 12 and 12 very literally saved my life and the availability and the services that they provide really was a, a foundation for me as, as I fought and, and tried to get and stay clean. Okay. So the next section is I want to talk about solutions. So let's start with Teresa. Teresa, I gave you the magic wand on 12 and 12 day. What do you do? Well, I think on I love 12 and 12 day because, well, one, the name is just so cool. I, from my understanding, the original address was 12 East 12th Street, but December 12th. And so for me, it's been an opportunity to share the mission of the organization on social media. So like I have a fundraiser on my personal Facebook page and so many people private message me. It's like, wow, I did not know that you had that type of background. I used to be so embarrassed about talking about my past and, and I became quite the liar as a, like I don't live here because I was embarrassed about not having clothes and and the the horrible conditions in which we lived in and so you know that's one reason why 25 years ago I started a school because when I got a skilled trade I was able to out of my situation earn an income and of course when you use or poverty is in your your life you have really low self-esteem and to me the only way Way that I've been able to overcome low self-esteem is by having a good job. And I think that's so important for addiction. So anyone that I know that has a family member, it's hard to reach out to addicts, especially when they're in the middle of using. But if I do have an on top of getting clean, it's about, you know, finding a job, 
going back to school. There's so many great short-term programs in our community. And so I've, I've been very, very blessed to, to be able to train thousands and thousands of Oklahomans over the past 25 years, taking them from point A to point B. Many of them addicts. We're the only school in the state that, that was drug testing. That's how my drug testing lab started as I was drug testing our students. And sometimes people have never been caught or said, hey, you're positive for this. This what, what What's going on? And so early intervention has been critical as well. So that's really what 12 and 12 day means to me. What are the tools and resources that are in our realm of influence that we can share with others? And it wasn't easy for me in the past, but it's, it's a lot easier to talk about now because I've seen it over and over. People going from abusive situations to turning things around and being a better mom or dad or, or son or loved one or friend. And it's, it's beautiful when that, when that happens. I think, yeah, so, so for me, 12 and 12 days is, is probably three things. It's, it's meant to inspire. It's meant to educate and meant to, to celebrate. So I think primarily what I would, would want is that addict struggling know and and believe that change is possible that recovery is possible that that there's some hope i think that's a huge huge piece of of recovery is that you have a belief in at some level that that you can do something different that's probably number one the, the second thing uh is to educate you know there is a, a huge need to um, inform and educate our community, not only about addiction and the nature of addiction and some of the, the, the social symptoms of addiction, but, but also what a great resource 12 and 12 is for our community. 12 and 12 is a foundational piece of, of the recovery community, and, and we're so lucky to have it available in Tulsa. So it's a, an amazing resource for for struggling addicts and, and their family. And the last thing is, is to celebrate the lives that, that 12 and 12 impacts. When somebody comes through recovery, they may come in alone and they may their 30 or 45 days in, in treatment alone. But I promise that there is a whole network of family and friends that's impacted a struggling addict coming in and, and getting clean. For me personally, I came to treatment alone. I had loving family and, and supportive family, but I had family who was was finished. The pain that, that I was inflicting on them was was too much. Just over this last weekend, I got to celebrate Thanksgiving and, and my birthday with, with my mother and my sister and my brother and, and, and my family. That's all the the result of the services that 12 and 12 provides. So we should celebrate what 12 and 12 does for the community and, and continue to reach out and, and pull people in people like Teresa, who, who are, are well known in our community and have influence in our community and, and can give a, a positive voice to the work that, that we do. And, and also to the addicts who a lot of times get marginalized and, and dismissed because of some of the, the symptoms of, of addiction. Okay, so Teresa, with you first, if someone was thinking, if you could talk to someone who is an addict right now, 
what would be your advice? You know, I feel you're like me where I get messages when I post about 12 and 12 day where usually it's a loved one saying, Oh, I know someone who is an addict. And I always just, they have to choose. Like, it's awesome. You're reaching out, but I, I can't make like get them a spot or do anything like that. But do you have anything, any advice for addicts or loved ones that are dealing with addicts right now? Because like, as Dustin mentioned, I think there's that boundary thing and the love thing. And when you have been impacted, honestly, by it more than anyone I've ever met learning this on this podcast. I just don't know if you have any advice um, for those individuals right now. Yeah. Well, I think the first thing that I tell everyone is to drug test that person to know what you're dealing with. And I keep drug test kits in the back of my car and I give them to people all the time. So I like to stay stocked up on those. I'm a huge advocate of drug testing because if you're dealing with someone on that, that's an alcoholic or methamphetamine or PCP or an opiate of some sort of addiction and even diving, what type of opiate is it? Is it like what Dustin shared he got started with i don't know if it was vicodin or are they on oxy or a shooting black tar heroin uh, which is available in, the, in this market as you know this market <laughs> my business had i don't want to call drugs use a market a business market but anyway to me that's the first advice because each in 12 and 12 does such a great job with that because there's different treatment and there's different things that that you would deploy to address that particular addiction it seems not like the right thing to do. But to me, I always want to know what substance are we dealing with? Yeah. So I also, people reach out all the time on, on social media and many times just, just call me on, on my cell phone asking uh, for help. And one thing I want to bring attention to is a large majority of those who are seeking treatment are doing so at a time where they have zero resources. You know, they, they can't go to a commercial treatment facility and pay day by day for, for treatment. And one thing that 12 and 12 does is it serves a population that it's just a population that, that needs that service. And I read somewhere last month that I think somewhere around 2 million struggling addicts sought treatment last year and just under 300,000 were able to, to receive treatment. There's a huge gap there. So a couple of, of tips or advice I would give is, is number one, don't lose hope. Continue to battle, continue to fight, continue to take the steps to get to where you want to go. And, and number two is for family members is a lot of times you have to love at a distance. You have to step back and and love at a distance. And and that's what, what my my mother did. And, and I know it was probably one of the hardest things she's had to do in, in her life, but it made a huge impact in my journey getting clean. So for the addicts, continue to have hope, keep fighting, take the steps necessary to get to where you want to go. And for the family members, love at a distance, support when it's reasonable and step back when it's enabling. Okay, as we end the show, I'd like to thank everyone who's been a part. That would be Trisha Mason, Jane Kirkhoff, Teresa Knox, and Dustin Bailey. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And now I'd like to ask Jen to close us out by telling our audience why she wants everyone to celebrate 12 and 12 day. I, I would like everyone to celebrate 12 and 12 day to be a champion for all people who work every single day for those going through recovery. 
to celebrate those people who are in recovery and in honor of those that we've lost. It is when I'm on campus and again, it's COVID. So I, donations are all outside and I've seen the staff get those and they are elated and they are literally going to watch them take care of them and put them to use immediately. So this isn't an organization where it's like, oh, I wonder where my money's going or I wonder if they need this stuff. It is literally used immediately. And so any small thing that you are able to contribute to 12 and 12 day is felt by the staff who is on the front line taking care of those people. And then also is going to be celebrated for the clients that are currently in there. And so in honor of all your loved ones and my loved ones, I, I ask you to celebrate 12 and 12 day this year.